Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. How are you today, dear listeners? Humility is not a popular household word. It's not something many people are eager to practice and delight in. The Latin word humus means ground, and the humble person is one who lives, so to speak, on the ground floor. To speak of someone as being humble certainly means one's moral as well as spiritual condition. The humble person is not one who is self-important, haughty, insisting on his or her own way. Nor does such a person put on a show of false modesty to impress people. Rather, one who is humble has a quiet, a sober and honest estimate of oneself in relation to God as well as one's neighbor. In the days when the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth, he taught his and his father's requirements for entry into his kingdom— that vast spiritual realm called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Jesus put humility at the top of the list of his prerequisites for entering that kingdom of heaven when he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Poor in spirit was Jesus' definition for humility. The Gospel writer Luke tells us that one day, it which was a Sabbath, Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee. You read about it in Luke 14. There he was carefully watched by the Pharisees and scribes, who were always seeing if they could catch Jesus doing something or saying something that they considered to be unlawful to do on the Sabbath. It was in that house of that prominent leader of the Jews that Jesus healed a man who was suffering from dropsy. Dropsy, an old English term for the swelling of soft tissues due to the accumulation of excess water in some part of one's body. Today, we'd be more likely to use the medical term edema. And this time, the Lord didn't wait for the Pharisees present to accuse him. He asked them, as well as the other experts in the law who were present, whether or not it was lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not. However, no one answered him a word. Later, Jesus noticed how the guests invited to dine at this Pharisee's home picked the places of honor at the table. Such places were usually the center seats of those tables. Jesus, teaching the blessings associated with humility, told them to choose the least important places, for then, if the host asked you to move to a better place, you would be honored before all your fellow guests. In this and everything that Jesus taught, he was out to curb the haughtiness and the self-importance of those leaders of the Jews. At the same time, he labored to show the wondrous blessings of honoring Christ's invitation to eat at his table and enjoy fellowship with him. That's why he continued to teach in what follows in Luke 14, 
the verses 15 to 24, in what often is called the parable of the great banquet. It is the story of a man who made a great dinner and invited many people. And when the dinner was ready, he sent out his servant to contact those who had been invited, saying, Come, for everything is now ready. But all of them were quick to offer their excuses. The first said, I've just bought a piece of property and I must go and see it. Please have me excused. Another one said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please do excuse me. And a third said, I just got married, so of course I can't come. Lots of excuses. But really, these were just a whole bundle of pretense. None of their excuses could be said to trump the invitation to what amounted to a magnificent dinner party. Imagine you and I receiving such an invitation, which would have been already previously accepted. Yet, now when everything is in a state of readiness and your place is reserved at the banquet, you turn the invitation down at the last moment because you need to go and see a car dealer. You need to check on the layout of that acreage you bought or because you have some obligation to the family. Now, perhaps that third excuse might warrant some understanding, but the others? However, Jesus was not finished yet, for he told the servant returning with these blatant refusals to his master, who became fiercely angry at being rebuffed. In turn, that master ordered the servant to go into the streets and even the back alleys of town. And when that was done, there was still room, and he was ordered to go out into the country to invite those poor and miserable people staggering along the sides of the ditches to persuade them with forceful words to come. For as the master said, I want a full house and will not be deterred. And this while not one of those who had received the original invitation would get one taste of my banquet. It's a parable, one of those stories Jesus told that has a deeper, more essential meaning. It reminds us that even long before the day when Jesus told this story, God had told the Jews of what amounted to an invitation to a glorious dinner. It was that sure promise that we read of in Genesis 15 as well as Genesis 17, that those Jews would be his special family, a family that would be favored with sitting at the table with Jesus Christ, so to speak, in the way of responding in humble faith and obedience to his call to come. It was an invitation which for a long time was exclusively given to Israel, although even when God's promise to Abram Isaac and Jacob went out, you read about it in that book of Genesis, God had said that all the nations would be blessed. Even many Gentiles to whom the message of salvation would come would be favored to enter the banqueting hall if they had the same faith as Abraham. But what was happening right there in the days when Jesus broadcast the message of God's kingdom to those Jews, 
Even their leaders, like those Pharisees, rejected the Master Jesus Christ. They denied his validity as the Savior of the world and the King of his spiritual realm, his kingdom. In fact, he was despised and rejected by his fellow Jews. They had different expectations about the Messiah, who they knew was coming into the world. They were not looking for a spiritual kingdom, but a physical, a material one, whose leader could deal with Roman armies and who would be instrumental in the revival of King David's kingdom. They were looking for a Hercules of sorts on a white charger. That's why they didn't mind seeing the miracles Jesus did. Surely these would have been very effective in dealing with Roman armies and Roman centurions. But Jesus came as the bread of life. We could say he himself was and is the banquet. That partaking of him, believing in him, answering his call for repentance and faith and humility and love, those who hear his invitation might have life. That's why the message even of this broadcast goes out today. That's why Christ Jesus is still proclaimed by faithful messengers in many places in the world. Yet it also meets with a host of excuses of, ah, too busy to hear that gospel and got more important things to do, you know, or a good game of golf on Sunday or the hockey rink has a whole lot more attraction for me than you. Dear listeners, are you one of those who for one reason or another won't come through the door of a church, even a faithful God-honoring church today? Yet the grace of God, his mercy in forgiving even deep-seated sin of many people is still very real today. But it must meet with your response of faith. Christ banquet in his house and with him is not just the amazing food, the best he has to offer, that is, his word. It's also fellowship, communion, a relationship of love in which he provides comfort and joy for your journey in life today and tomorrow. Well then, don't keep Jesus out of your life. Don't be afraid of getting close to him. The hour of the banquet is here. Now is the time. He's determined that his house will be full. He says to you and me, Come, for all is ready. I'm on my way to complete my kingdom. Therefore, come to the banquet and do not refuse his call. For Christ's sake. Amen. <laughs> 